Hi, welcome to Battle Ready Saints. My name is Dave, and today I'm talking with Justin Walker, a fellow police officer and photographer. We start our discussion by going over the concept of strength and, and biblical meekness and how those two things relate to each other. We break strength down into a few different categories like physical strength, mental strength, and spiritual strength, and talk about ways that we could develop ourselves as Christians in those areas. We move on to talk about how we should prioritize those different aspects of strength and what we could do if we find ourselves in a position where we recognize what our priorities should be, but realize that what ours are right now don't quite match up. So how we get from where we are now to where we should be. So we end with some practical steps, as always, on how we as Christians can take this concept and uh, become more battle-ready and go out into the world and live for the kingdom of God. So I found this all very motivating and encouraging to hear what Justin had to say about these topics, and I, I think that you'll enjoy it too. If you want to see more of Justin, you can find him on Instagram at jwalker797. So check him out there. Uh, otherwise, enjoy. All right. So today I'm joined by Justin Walker, who is a photographer and fellow law enforcement officer. So first I want to say welcome, Justin, and thanks for joining me. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yes, I've been very much looking forward to this conversation. So no pressure or anything. Um, <laughs> So what I, I want to talk about, these are some ideas that, that have kind of been bouncing around in my head, and, um, and I'm hoping that we can kind of nail them down and connect them. Um, but I want to start by, by laying out a concept and then just kind of handing it over to you to see what, what your thoughts are on it. So sure. this is something that I, I think that I first heard Jordan Peterson talk about. And, uh, and anyone who knows me well can be very proud of the fact that I made it all the way to the third episode without referencing something by Jordan Peterson. Um, so I'm sure it won't be the last reference. But anyway, so he, he makes this claim that if some, someone who is weak is not capable of being virtuous. And so what he means by that is if someone is... Um, not capable of harm or destruction, then by default, they're just harmless. And there's nothing virtuous about being harmless because there's no choice in the matter. You're just what you are, which is harmless. But, um, but if, you, if the person were capable of destruction or, or harm, but voluntarily chose not to engage in those things, then that would be good. That would be virtuous because there was a decision and the right decision was made to to not be harmful. Um, and uh, he supports this idea with scripture. And one of the last places you would think to look for support for one of these ideas, which is in the Sermon on the Mount, so in chapter five, or in Matthew chapter five, verse five, when Jesus says, blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Um, he points out that the word meek, uh, the, the Greek word used for meek doesn't mean what we would associate with the with the modern word for meek. So Jordan Peterson said that it was it means something more like those who have swords and know how to use them, but keep them voluntarily sheathed. Um, I thought that was really interesting. So I actually looked into it and I looked that word up, proutus, which is the word that's used for meek there. 
in uh, AMG's annotated Strong's Greek Dictionary of the New Testament. And proutos is what the word that was that Jesus used for meek was derived from. And what it is in the, so this is what the uh, the the dictionary says about it. The in the New Testament, it expresses a meekness which differs from the usual connotation of the word in English. Proutus, according to Aristotle, is the middle standing between two extremes, getting angry without reason and not getting angry at all. It is the result of a strong man's choice to control his reactions in submission to God. It is a balance born in strength of character, stemming from confident trust in God, not from weakness or fear. So, what do you think of that? Well, I, uh, you know, when when you think about that, the the very first thing that comes to mind always when you talk about somebody being meek is that they're they're a weak individual, right? They have no they have no capacity to stand up for themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's a big uh, connotation that we have for that word. Uh, that uh, that they're they're unable to defend themselves, whether it's physically, uh, whether it's emotionally, or uh, in an argument uh, to stand up for their beliefs or whatever. Uh, but but I I I do tend to to probably agree a little bit with Jordan Peterson there. I I I kind of take him at arm's length because he's he's very secular in a lot of the things that he that he does and and. I don't think he actually claims to be a, a believer. I, I I love the fact that he uses scripture a lot to back up some of these things. And I think that he sees the the advantage of the Christian worldview and what Christianity can actually do for the world. I think that's an amazing concept that he's grasped, even if it's just intellectually yeah. that he's grasped those concepts. So I, I do think that there is there is a certain amount of what he says there about a person being virtuous, uh, not being able to be virtuous if they have no capacity to to stand and be strong, I think is kind of what he's probably getting at there. And so, so I would tend to agree with him. You know, I I I think that same word that is uh, is translated as meat, at least in my ESV, it's translated in Matthew five five as as meat. Um, I uh, I know elsewhere that same root word is translated humble, mm. and and I think that that probably to me carries a little bit more um, definite definite uh, meaning for that word a denotation versus a connotation. Yeah, uh, because because when a person is humble, th there's a reason that they're being they're they're being humbled, right? Mm. They have a capacity for something, and they are drawing back for that that. That definition that you read there, I think, comes into play. That a person has a capacity to do a certain thing, but but in control of that, self-control in maybe it's being subservient to to our King. Yeah. In terms of in terms of Christ, that we are we are holding back that which we might in ourselves have a capacity to do, whether that's lashing out, whether that's that's trying to impose intellect, whether that's trying to impose strength on another individual, that, that that's really the core, I think, of what meekness is, is in humility, controlling ourselves, controlling our tongue, controlling our passions, controlling our emotions and our anger. You know, that's something I've fought with all my life, right. uh, is, is, is anger, you know, 
that I come from a long line of angry people. <laughs> so uh, that that's something that's just natural to my, whether it's my genetic makeup or whatever it is. And, and to be able to control that, that's, that's being meek, that's being humble. And I think that's, uh, that's a lot of what maybe he's bringing into that, that there is a capacity there for that. And for me to control that in, in most circumstances is a beneficial thing. And it's a virtuous thing. Yeah. Do you, could it be something that's like multifaceted? Like, so you're talking about um, keeping, basically keeping our sin nature in check, right? To to a certain degree, yes. I think though that there is a, uh, uh, it, it, on the other side of that, it's not just our sin nature. You know, when we talk about anger, there is a righteous anger, right? Mm. Um, you know, uh are are we going to say that it wasn't virtuous of Christ to uh, to make a whip and drive people out of the the temple? Yeah, right. You yeah, know? Um, that that was a virtuous thing. Mm-hmm. That was right. Obviously, Christ did it. It was right. But yeah. uh, so there are times when when we are to stand up for something, we are to to take a stand and and maybe let some of that anger show. But we've got to be very careful, and that's where that humility part of it, I think, comes in. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, anger might be, be something that does manifest in, at, at the correct time, but, um, I, I don't, I would think of it more as strength, um, because like, obviously Jesus needed, when he did that, he didn't just need the, uh, the will to do it, but he needed the actual physical ability to go in there and be able to drive an entire group of people right. out of a building you know, right. and so um, that would entail developing certain characteristics, right? Like he, just trying to figure out how to connect those to the the concept of meekness. You know, it, there there are things that you don't hear about very often, like developing the ability to flip over a table or like fashion yeah. a whip. You know, because I think right. in most churches, if you were to bring up like you know. You you wouldn't you wouldn't say all right. So for this part of the service, we're going to learn how to make a whip. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know that yeah. would be very odd, and it'd be like, well, why would you need a whip? That's not very loving. Um, so how 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 do we like kind of integrate these two ideas of being loving, but also developing the uh, like in in the way that Jordan Peterson puts it, the sword? Like, what is that sword that's being kept sheathed? Well, I you know I th- I think there's there's two aspects to it. Uh, there's a, there's a spiritual side of things mm-hmm. and there is a physical side of things. If we're talking about the physical side of things in, in, in being prepared and being, you know, healthy, if we're talking about, uh, you know, maintaining a certain level of strength in our lives, bodily strength, physical strength, um, eating healthy, you know, all these different things that we do exercising, you know, in the world, the, they, there's a physical manifestation to that. There's also a spiritual manifestation or a spiritual side to that. And yeah. It, uh, go ahead. Oh, I, was, I was just going to say, usually the context of taking care of your physical body is uh, in the context of, well, your body's a temple, and so you should take good yeah. care of it. Not in the context of uh, you should be prepared in case you have to use strength in the right mm-hmm. scenario. Like it's just, I, I feel like that's not something that's talked about very often. Right. Right. 
Well, you know, <laughs> I, uh, you know, the, the passage where Paul talks about buffeting his body is kind of coming to mind, mm. beats it into submission. I think that's a little bit of a different context, but there is a, uh, a discipline that comes in from a physical standpoint in yeah. our lives. You know, if, uh, obviously I cannot be and 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 maybe this is the, the weakness part that Jordan Peterson is, is talking about. I can't be, can't be slothful. You know, I can't mm. be, be that person that, that stays in bed for 20 hours a day uh, <laughs> and, and be productive even in society. Right. Yeah. So, so for me to even, even be beneficial to my family, I have to cultivate some sort of wellness, some sort of strength, for me to go out and work every day, for me to go out and be safe in our line of work, right? At work every day, you know, um, and obviously but, that but, entails something different than than most people have to deal with on a work basis, right? So, I, like, I, that's what I was going to say. But I would say that even the the average this would apply even to the average person. So maybe not somebody who's in law enforcement or like the military or something like that, where mm -hmm. they're actually being physically put in harm's way on a regular basis, but you know, you think of a father or a husband or a parent, you might need, you might be called upon to protect your, your children or your family. And in that yeah. case, being able to exact some kind of violence on the right person would be, I mean, I think that it would be virtuous and this concept fits Absolutely. Like, like that fits nicely. And I'm just, I want to make sure that 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 that's the correct application, like that that we would be applying that correctly, and it's not just like, well, I want to be able to do that, and so I'm just going to, you know, adopt this belief, like this interpretation of that passage, because it fits what I already want to believe rather nicely. Well, I I think that we are as parents. Let, let's take that as a, as an example, because I think mm. that that's an example that most people um, can can in some way, shape, or form they've either had parents or they've been a parents or both. Yeah. So as parents and, and in a Christian family, we are entrusted to protect our children, mm. to guard our children, to guard them from that which may harm them spiritually and physically. You know, we and I'm sure you see these all the time. Uh, we see them in law enforcement all the time. But there's there's videos all over the place of of someone trying to come in. And this is even a female who who jumps in and and puts herself in harm's way to protect her child where an abductor yeah. tries mm. to come and grab their child. And she fights tooth and nail, you know, to, to, to protect her child. And I think that there, that, that propensity to be able to do that, that preparedness, that, uh, that and I don't, I don't want to call it a skill level. I think mm -hmm. that there, there are some that would take it to a degree of a skill level, yeah. but just that, uh, that, that fire, Mm. That uh, that care for those that we that we love, that yeah. we're we're given the opportunity to that that we're entrusted with their care, that we we should maintain the ability to protect them. Yeah, uh, and and that uh, and I think that that's probably a lot what Jordan Peterson is is maybe getting at there. You know, I yeah. would love to see that in a huge context and 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 all, uh, you know, the details of what he means by that mm. uh, exactly. But I but I do think that that's that's part of it. You know, we have to have the ability 
to to and I, I hate to use the term be violent, but mm. if somebody's coming after my kids and I mm. sit there and I let them take my kid, is that virtuous? Yeah, like no, like using it's not. using right, right. Uh, yeah, as and I agree with what you're saying. Um, like using that that analogy of of seeing the the surveillance footage of an uh, an attempted mm-hmm. abduction. Like there's something in everybody. Like when we watch that, you know, unless you're yes. a psycho, when we watch that and we see the parent fighting, we're all rooting for the parent. Absolutely. And we're all like there's just something in you that's rejoicing when the parent's winning. Yes. And there's something that's just so frustrating about seeing the parent not win if if unfortunately yes. that's the case. And I think that that's that's like this concept playing out. We want the parents to be somebody who has a sword and and keeps it sheathed most of the time. But yep. when there's something that happens that requires a sword, we all want the parent to be capable of violence because yes. they're aiming it at the right direction. Like the, 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 the right. object of their violence is the correct thing. It's that yeah. it's not actually violence that we have a problem with. It's, it's what people choose to make the object of their violence that, that yeah. can be upsetting. But yes. um, I, I think that there's something innate in us that, that, that desires to see that manifest in a situation like you're describing. Yeah. And so, so that would, you know, I think that would lend itself to this idea. Um, well, you and... know, God, God has 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 seen fit to give us a conscience, mm. and uh, there there's not, you know, there there's there's very few people I've come across in this world that are what I would be considered an amoral individual. It just has mm. no no morality, no core, uh, you know, ethic or or morals there. But uh, and run run across a few of them, but most even. Even the people that we would see being on the opposite end of this that maybe committed a an unreasonable act of violence or a a, a act of violence that never should have happened mm. uh, from a wrong motive directed toward an, an individual who is not deserving of that of that violence in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. You know, e- even they have that conscience bearing witness to that. And I think most of those people, when they see a video like that, are yeah. still thinking the same thing we are. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that's that's kind of an um, whether you call it bred into the, the human condition, the human mind, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, that that's that's something that's almost across the board is is a reality. Yeah, no, one, and, no and, one's and looking at the right that. use of violence. Right, right. No one's looking at that video thinking, thinking of the parent. Oh, they shouldn't be hitting that person. That's right. <laughs> like, no that's one's right. thinking that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So there so there does seem to be even even just innately like this understanding that there is a physical aspect to this idea that, you know, this idea of being a calculated uh, individual that's capable of extremes, but is measured in their approach in, in how they live their lives. Um, But you, you, you also said that there's a spiritual aspect of this as well. Oh, I I think that there is absolutely. mm -hmm. Um, you know, we we live in a world that uh, that is hostile to us mm. as Christians, right? Um, they uh, they they they're not supportive of the message of Christ, of the message of of the Word of God. Uh, it goes against our sin nature. Uh, it uh, it it makes us uh, you know lose our pride, lose our self worth, and our worth is then put in someone else, namely Christ. 
So it's a message that the world doesn't want to hear and it's hostile to us. And it would be very easy to, to lash out at the world uh, when we've been given this great grace to see the gospel message, to understand the gospel message, you know, blessed with, with salvation. It would be very easy if, if we weren't being, you know, humble, if, we, if that wasn't something that, that was part of those fruits of the Spirit, to lash out against the world for, for hating us. To, to fight with the world, so to speak. And there is a sense in which we do, right? We do stand up for truth. We do, we do uh, take that line and say, you know, we're not going to go this far. We're not going to do this. We're, we're going to hold to the word of God. Um, but it would be very easy to just go to war constantly with the world in a way that would not reflect positively on us. And, you know, I think that there's and I can't remember what the scripture is and the and the the reference for it right now, but you know we don't we don't want to act in such a way that it would have a negative uh, view on our king, on the one mm. that we serve. Yeah. Um, you know we we don't want to uh, to diminish his name. That's 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 whose banner under which we we fight is mm. uh, is our king is Christ. And, uh, but, th- but there is, there, there's a humbleness there, you know, you see it in Christ, right? And mm-hmm. that same word, once again, in Matthew that you talked about, I, I, I believe that's the same word that talks about, you know, your, here's your king riding on a colt, humble, mm. you know, that's that same word for me. Mm. Th- this, this, this is the one who had all power, you know, Christ, yeah. this is the one who by the, by the power of his word created this world that we live in. By just speaking it into existence, all the power in the world, but humbled himself. Yeah, and, and that that's a uh, that that's that's profound. Yeah, but then there's also a time where that power shows, right? Absolutely, he'll it, reign it, until. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, there's there is there there is a, and and I think that's part of it is is the humility. You know he. Uh, he reigns until his enemies are placed under his feet. Mm. Um, he is not a weak king. Right. He's a humble king. Yeah. There, there, yeah, so- there, there, there's a conquering that, that will take place. And that still takes place. I mean, if, if you want to put it this way, he conquered my soul. Mm. You know, there, there was, I was totally, totally for the world. And he conquered me. Yeah. So, so there, there's an aspect there, and there, and you know, he's he's a victorious savior. He's uh, he's a victorious king, and 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 will and will rule. Yeah. So, so how would we develop that the spiritual strength or like the spiritual sword? Because I, I think that the two questions that arise, whether we're talking physically. I'd say mentally might be another facet of this. Like that's something that Jordan, Jordan Peterson talks about is being able to say no and mean it. Um, So physically, mentally, and spiritually. And I think that the, the, in those three different categories, the question should comes up, well, what is the sword or what is the strength? And then when do we use it? And so like physically, you know, we kind of touched on what that sword would be. It was, it's, you know, developing the attributes that would allow you to, to defend your family in, in that particular instance or something like that. Or, um, uh, mentally it would, you know, I mean, 
we we didn't really touch on that too much, but you know, it could be just developing the fortitude to to live for to to develop your morals and your your standards and your boundaries to the point where you know what they are, like you can articulate what they are and they should be that you live for your your king, Christ. Right. And that and that what he lays out in scripture is like that's your moral compass right there. You know, and then if you're asked to violate that, then the answer is no. And mm -hmm. That's the end of it, to whatever end, no to whatever right. end. Uh, but then spiritually, I think it, it gets more tricky because now it's like, well, how do we develop spiritual uh, fortitude and, and what does that look like? Yeah, that's, that, that's a tough one and something I think we struggle with throughout, throughout our lives, right? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. That in, in reality, and I'll, and I'll just say this in passing, but in reality, that's the most important thing to get right. Hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think, uh, I think that's so, I'm glad you said that because I think that's yeah. so true. Like I, and I'm totally guilty of this, but I think that we kind of like, like the physical aspect of like, you know, like we're, we're both very big and into the, the gun community and right. like self-defense and all that. And like, so that's a very tangible thing that we happen to enjoy that we can point to and say, look, mm -hmm. physical strength, you know, physical fortitude that we're developing. Um, right. The mental thing, also something kind of somewhat concrete that we can point to and, and talk about developing. Then when it gets to the spiritual, we're like, that's, yeah. I mean, maybe I could just work on my shooting a little bit more, Ben, because that's something that I that I kind of understand. Yeah. But I think that you're absolutely right that when we do that, it's it's to our detriment and we're missing out yeah. on the 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 actual, like the most actual of those categories. Like we tend right. to think of spiritual, I, I say we, but I tend to think yeah. of spiritual things kind of off in the haze and just like mm -hmm. foggy nuances type stuff. But I think that that's the, it's the opposite. It's like, that's the most it real is. category. And if you can figure out how to develop your strength and your robustness spiritually, that's where the fulfillment really comes in. Well, you know, David, I, I think, uh, and, and this is something I struggle with a little bit in, in my work. Um, and, and you may too. Uh, and, and I know that in, in the middle of reading a biography on a, a man named uh, D. Martin Lloyd-Jones, mm. uh, who was a pastor in, in, uh, over in England for, for quite a while, but uh, he was actually a doctor and was, was by all accounts going to be one of the most brilliant surgeons of the time. But his, his struggle became that he saw him doing things that were that healed the body, right? But they did nothing for the soul. Yeah. And so he left his job as a surgeon and went to preach the gospel. Um, I I think especially, you know, you mentioned the communities that 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 we're active in. You know, I I'm very active in the gun community, uh, the Second Amendment community, things like that. And a lot of the people that I know. And I'm sure it's this way for you too, uh, to to a certain extent. But you know, they'll spend days upon days upon days out on the range, hmm. preparing for that one moment in their life when they may have to use those skills. On the spiritual side of things, we spend very little time cultivating the skills, um, the strength in the Word, um, the the faith. Uh, all these things, when that's a battle that we truly fight every single day. Yeah. 
And there's coming a day when we know that there will be this ultimate moment. We're either in Christ or we're not, and we enter yeah. eternity. And, and that's, that's unavoidable. You know, we can, we can prepare and be, be the most meek person in the world with the skill set physically to back up whatever I need to. And I may be able to talk myself out of confrontation after confrontation after confrontation and mm. never have to use those skills that I've cultivated for self-defense. But I have an appointment with judgment, right? Yeah. It's appointed unto men once to die. And after that, the judgment. I can't get around the fact that one day I'm not going to be here anymore. Yeah. Unless I'm here when the Lord comes back, I'm going to have to die. And I better be right with God. Mm-hmm. And the Puritans called it closing with, with, with God. I, 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 my relationship with God better be right when that time, and I don't know when that time will come. Yeah. You know, once again, we know a lot of people that spend, you know, they spend a lot of time in jujitsu or they spend a lot of time out on the range preparing for that moment that may come. Mm-hmm. May. We have a moment that shall come in our yeah. lives. So, so I think that's really important. And I think it's something that, that we, to our own detriment, and I think that that's something that we, we, because we are negligent a lot of times in our lives in that area, when we have kids and those around us, we're not modeling what we should be for them yeah. in that preparation, in that, that um, strengthening in, in our spiritual life. And I think yeah. that that's a that's that's a detriment to society. It's a detriment to our families, and it's a detriment to our own spiritual growth. Um, now, how we cultivate that, <laughs> you know, uh, I think I think we have to stay in the Word. I think that's yeah. the stay in the Word and prayer. I mean, the the, the number one thing I know from in, in my own life, my own experiences, that when I when I am not in the Word, when I'm not going to the Lord in prayer and not not going and feeding on His Word daily. Problems arise, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not what I should be. Yeah. I'm not modeling what I should be for my kids, for my wife, for my family. You know. So, uh, but but I think staying in the Word is a huge part of it. I mean that that's where we that's where we learn truth. That's where we learn who God is. Who we learn who we are. Our mm-hmm. need for Him. Uh, it's uh, it's something that we have to do as Christians, and we have to model that for for those around us. And we we need to also be be educated in the word so that we might share it with others. Yeah. You know, I, uh, yeah. we we're so, we're so quick to share the things that we learn physically. Yeah. You know, we're so quick. Oh, you know, I got this new tool or I got this new, new, uh, whirly majig, whatever it is. Right. <laughs> we're so eager to share those things Yeah, when those have no lasting impact on really anyone. And, yeah. and we neglect to share the word, uh, well, with I, others. I I, I want to go back and emphasize something that you said because I I think that it it can't be emphasized enough and the truth of it is what actually made me start this channel but what you said about the realization that one day you will be standing before God yeah and at that point you know your your time to prepare is up your time to yep. get right with him is up and even if you are right with him, like if you're a Christian, you're like, ah, I'm good. I, I, I believe the right things. Well, 
your time to multiply your talents, to store up yes. treasures, to not watch everything you've done with your life burn away before your eyes as God tests it yep. and sees what it is that you've done that actually matters for eternity. That time yeah. is up once you're standing before God. And that when you realize that, that changes how you live your life. And I, do you think that, um, do you think that that's something that can really only be revealed to you by the Holy Spirit, like on an individual basis? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 heard, I think that's absolutely. Yeah, because like I've heard that my whole life. Like I grew up in Christian circles going to church, and you always hear that. And it just never clicked for me. And and until it did, you know, like like uh, just a, a little bit of a like personal story. Like one of the big reasons or the big reason I got into law enforcement is because I wanted to do something purposeful and exciting with mm -hmm. my life. And I thought that like, this is, this is one of the avenues that I could do that. And like, it's exciting. And, and yeah, like it's, it's fulfilling to a certain degree, but it's funny, like the longer I've done, the longer I've been in law enforcement, the more I've realized like, this isn't it. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's good. Like I enjoy it. And I do think that I was called to the, the field of law enforcement, but that sense of purpose and fulfillment that I thought that I would find in law enforcement, I realized was waiting in that spiritual plane. And I've, yep. I've been a Christian since I was a kid. So it's not like I was running from God and, cho and chose to get into law. Like, like I thought that right, I was doing right. something good, but that, that desire to do something meaningful and, and like truly fulfill something purposeful. I, I was looking for it in, in something exciting like law enforcement and mm -hmm. realized like, no, the, the, the true fulfillment of this is in that recognition of what you said. Like one day you stand before God and yep. then you're, you're driven into the word, you're driven to your knees in prayer, like asking God, like, what can I do to do something meaningful for your kingdom today? Like, I want to do something that has an impact for you. Yes. And, yeah, I, I love the way that you pointed that out. Like, I think, yeah, I think it can't be emphasized enough. Well, I think I think as you're the, the more you're in the word, the more whole, the Holy Spirit reveals the truth of the word to mm -hmm. to his people, to to Christians. Um, you know, you, you can't read the word of God very much without coming to grips with the holiness of God. Mm. And that is something that changes you when you see that there is this this. You know, I, I, how can human words describe uh, <laughs> the the holiness of God? Yeah. Um, you know, and and to come to terms with that and see that this is a holy God in whom there is no sin, uh, who who will not have sin in His presence. And what am I? Right. I'm a sinful man. So so for me to to come to grips with that, it's you know Isaiah and Isaiah. Six, when he saw the Lord high and lifted up, seated on a throne, the train of his, you know, the the, the glory of his train filled the, filled the temple. And and what did he say? He said, "Woe is me! I'm mm. undone. I'm a, I'm a I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in a amongst a people of unclean lips." Yeah, that that really has an effect on how you view your appointment. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, where 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 am I going? How am I going to stand? Before that God, who won't have sin in His presence, yeah, who is of holier eyes than to behold sin, how how am I going to stand before Him? And it drives you to see what's important. 
my relationship with Christ is is what if I'm going to cultivate what's dangerous. You know, we we're we're talking about this kind of in terms of of what Jordan Peterson said. But as, as a Christian, if I'm going to cultivate what's dangerous to this world, nearness to Christ is what's dangerous to this world. Yeah. It, yeah. It's 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 me going to a lost world and and preaching and proclaiming Christ that's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, you you want an adventure? Seek Christ with your oh, life. Oh yeah. You you yes. want a battle? Battle against yeah. the like your sin nature. You know, it's, That's right. It, battle against what other people think of you. Like it, it it's not easy to be outspoken about your faith because people think you're yeah. weird or people think you're lame and and it's like that is phase 1 of spiritual warfare. Like if you can get past that, you've got your foot in the door now and you've you've actually engaged in yeah. real I think real spiritual combat. So I I think that's yeah. the first line of of well offense that the enemy uses. Well, and you know, we're and and why I why I said earlier that you know, this is something that we 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 are fighting every day in that sense. Because it's not just the world that I'm fighting, right? It's not just the devil that's out in the world, you know, seeking whom he may devour that we're fighting. It's my own fleshly heart. Yep. You know, I, I've got a threefold enemy that I'm constantly having to battle. Yeah. And I've got to be prepared. I have to be strengthened by the word. I have to be nourished by the word. I have to be uh, at rest in Christ. Yeah. You know, all of these things that we talk about, if we talk about a physical aspect of being ready for battle, I have to be rested. I have to be fed. I have to be hydrated. You know, all of these things we can turn around. Then it's kind of like the, you know, Ephesians six, the armor of God. We we can turn around and take something that 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 deals with our physical state, and we can see how the the reality of that in our spiritual life is there as well. Mm. I I have to be fed by the Word. I have to be yeah. you know watered by the Holy Spirit. I have to be. I have to be nourished. I have to. I have to find my rest in Christ. All yeah. of these different things that I have to daily, you know, by His grace, take part in and be be uh, be involved with, so that I can every day pick up my cross and 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 go through this world, yeah, fighting my my fleshly nature. Fighting the world, fighting you know, fighting against the what the devil's trying to do in the world. Yeah, and and I think people want something like that. I I think it's true. You, you, being in the Word and being in prayer daily, those are kind of like the fundamentals of spiritual warfare. And people yeah. are just like, and myself included, people are just like they are in the gun community, where they're mm -hmm. like, "Well, I really want to do the offhand." you know, single-handed yep. reload, you know, headshot, like, yep. like all the, and it's like, well, you, you can't even do a controlled pair in under five seconds. So like you have yep. no business doing that fancy stuff. And it, it's the same, I think, and, and maybe you, you, you could tell me if you experienced this as well, but it seems to me to be the same with Christians is like, they want to be in the front lines of spiritual warfare, but they can't be bothered to open their Bible every day. They, yeah. Praying just feels weird. They don't really get praying, so but they they want to be fighting the enemy. And it's like, well, you got to yeah. do these fundamentals or the other things yes. just don't yeah. manifest. Yeah, every day, every day. And mm. I think something else that plugs us is is we're, uh, we're a narcissistic society, right? Mm. Our, mm. Look at our culture, yeah. you know? 
uh, absolute narcissism is, is running wild. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be the person, you know? Mm. So in the gun community, we'd say everybody wants to be the Chris Costas or the, mm. you know, the whoever, <laughs> whoever the best is at this or the best is at that. Um, but, you know, th- there's this, it, there is nothing in this, in, in this world that is more important than that I share with my children mm. the truth. Um, and I daily do that, you know, uh, and I, I, I be an example to them of what a father should be. Uh, and I failed over and over and over again at that. Yeah. But I, I have to make that effort. I have to try. I have to, I, I want them to, to see Christ for who he is. I want them to see God as that holy God mm. that with whom we have to do. I, uh, you know, it's, it seems like such a, a elementary, uh, almost meaningless things thing at times that, you know, well, maybe I should, I should go off and, and be a missionary in some foreign country and, and preach great messages for Christ or to, you know, to, to write all of this and all that, that may not be what God has called me to be. Mm. You know, my first priority is to my family, uh, to my kids, to my wife. And as many times as I've failed, uh, God's given grace, God's given mercy. And, uh, and I pray that he will continue to do so, but that that's, that's, that's first and foremost. And for me to do that, I have to be like you were saying, in the word, doing the fundamentals myself. How am I going to teach my children? How am I going to lead my children? How am I going to be a leader for my family? How am I going to love, love my wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for him for for them? If, if I didn't, if I'm not doing what I should be doing to be right with Christ myself. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly in uh, this culture where, where we have so like so much access like, like we couldn't have more access to God's word. And we say that we believe that, that the Bible is God's word and nothing's more important than our relationship with God. And, and we should live for eternity, but then we can't be bothered to crack it open. Like your, your behavior says more about what you believe than your actual words do. And so like, we, we got to look at ourselves and say like, do we, do we believe this? Do we believe that the Bible is the word of God? You know, do we, yep. do we believe that it, it is truth and that that's where we should be going to, for direction in life? Because if not, then you might as well stop wasting your time on Sundays. And, you know, but if yeah. so, then you need to dedicate the other six days of the week and, and just recognize like, hey, it's not that the spiritual aspect of what we're talking about is kind of the boring homework that we have to do if we're going to do the fun physical stuff. It's like the physical stuff is that's a representation of the real deal, which is the spiritual yep. stuff. It's not the other way yep. around. And and like, I had that backwards yep. for so long. And like I said, I, like, I, I, I feel like that's not something that you can explain to someone. I feel like it's something yep. they only realize once they do what you're describing and like, like, actively seek out being in God's presence. And then they recognize, you know, what we're talking about, I think. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's just, it's something that's so contrary to our nature Mm. that if the Holy Spirit doesn't reveal it to us through his word, we're not, we're not going to understand it. You know, when, when, (laughs) 
you know, there in, in John 3, you must be born again, right? Can't see the kingdom of God. You, you must be born again. This, this, is, this goes back to that. Unless the Holy Spirit reveals this to me, I'm not going to see this. I'm not going to understand this. Um, and, and in his, his grace and his mercy, and, and uh, the, he, he reveals it to, to, to us through the word. Uh, and, but, but we have to, to, to put forth, if you want to call it effort, uh, to, to immerse ourselves in the word. It, it has to be important to us. And, and there, you know, I, I wish that I could, and this, this is what I've told my kids for a long time. You know, I, I long for them to, to be excited about the word in, 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 I wish that when I was their age, I was excited about the word like I am now. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I, I preached a, a message not too long ago, filling in at church. Uh, from from Matthew one, the genealogy of Christ, something that we what do we normally do with genealogies in the Bible, right? We Read skip right over. Fast. <laughs> oh my word! But there's so much there, mm. right? There's so much for us to learn, so much for us to to feed off of. To it, it's it's like reading in Ruth, where Ruth, you know, uh, went into the the fields to glean that which was left over and dropped by those who were the the people out taking taking the harvest in. And she's she's gleaning these things. There is so much in every portion of the Word of God for us to glean from, mm. and it's preparing us. You know, it, if you don't enjoy spending time in the Word, how why why do you think you'd enjoy heaven, where right. we're in the presence of God twenty four seven? You know, for eternity. Yeah. You know, if you don't enjoy the if you don't enjoy His Word, mm. if you don't enjoy communing with Him through His Word. Uh, it's, but, but I, I do, I, you know, I wish that 40 years ago in my life, I would have had this, this hunger and this thirst after these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish five years ago I had where it is today. And yeah. I pray that that continues for the rest of my life. Yeah. That I just, that, that, that the Lord keeps on revealing to me these things and making me more passionate, more, more hungry for it all the time. Because all it is, is it's preparing me for, for eternity. Yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. Again, when you have that realization that, you know, um, when you, that you can actually do things that will affect what happens when you stand in front of God and beyond, um, not, not that our righteousness is earned or that our salvation is workspace. None of that. Our righteousness is in yeah. Christ and our yes. salvation is in Christ alone. But there's, there's, there's another category of eternity, like uh, of this, of, I don't, what, what what would you call it? Like not glorification, but you know the, this facet of eternity of of being a Christian. There is the salvation part, and that is by by Christ alone, right? But then there's this other category, which is what you do once you have been justified through Christ, and that. Well, I I kind of look at it like you know I we we all want to want to leave a legacy even here on Earth, right? Mm. And the greatest legacy that I can live is not handing down firearms to somebody. It's not handing down my handbook for the the jujitsu that I learned during a couple classes. It's not. I mean, th- those are good things, right? Mm-hmm. Th- those are mm-hmm. not. Those are not things that are bad. But the greatest effect I can have on anybody here on earth is pointing them towards Christ, mm. and that then affects eternity. In the way God used me 
or used the the pastor, used the youth minister, used your coworker to to point you towards Christ. Yeah. And and because because this is this is something that you know we talk about freedom right in our country and uh, you know that we're a generation from freedom becoming extinct. Right. And I don't think that we have that fear with Christian because his word's not going to return to him void. But over and over again, we see, especially in the Old Testament with the nation of Israel, how that, you know, one generation would follow after the, the Lord. And then they would stop teaching the next generation. And that generation would fall flat on their face and they would they would they would go right into uh, to captivity. To someone. Yeah. And and. You know, oh, it, it's that it's that cycle that they kept on going through because they they weren't diligent about teaching their children and teaching their their neighbors and teaching those around them about God, His mercy, what He had brought them out of, especially once they came out of Egypt. You know, all these different things that that they should have been devoted and and even daily. It mm-hmm. it, it tells us in Scripture to to, you know, to teach these things to our kids, you know, um, and, and those around us. And, and that, that becomes a legacy that is far more valuable than any amassed, amassed amount of wealth that Mm -hmm. I could put together in this world. If I was, you know, if I was uh, Elon Musk, Mm -hmm. I would much rather give my kids a a a view of Christ that that will will put them with him for eternity then give them billions of dollars for them to have once I'm gone. Yeah. And I and I think that that's you know I don't know if that's what you were getting at there but I think that that's the that's the legacy that Christians leave in this world that has an impact on eternity. Mm. And it's all it's all part of God's plan. It's all it's all his uh, his providence that that has has chosen the, the means mm-hmm. uh, where his gospel is is spread. Um, sometimes that's difficult for us. You know, we look at the New Testament church and they 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 went through a lot of hardship during during the expansion of the of the New Testament church, yeah. but it was all for God's glory, mm-hmm. and you know, and and for the good of of the church in the long term. I mean, yeah. we're we're here today as Christians. Uh, because that word was passed down, and yeah. we have it to to look at and to read and to to uh, the the self revealed knowledge of who God is and what He is and what we are, and mm. we have to keep on doing that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, so in kind of in kind of recapping um, this idea of biblical meekness. Um, mm-hmm. That I would say it's a kind of non-traditional idea of biblical meekness, but it seems accurate. Um, there's we kind of talked about the three different um, facets of it. There's the physical, where you do need to be physically prepared um, for disaster in case mm-hmm. it happens, um, because if you, if you're just incapable of any kind of harm, then you're just harmless, and that's not virtuous. So developing that, and I think that's that's fairly easy. If somebody's, you know, you kind of talked about eating right, exercising, you know, taking some shooting classes or self-defense classes or something like that would kind of be square one and build from there. 
that the the mental aspect being able to say no and meaning know know what your values are know what your your uh your boundaries are i i would say for the christian the a, the a step in that direction would be you know reading your bible and and knowing yep. what should my boundaries be and then just developing that heart for the things of god rather than the things of this world and then the spiritual aspect of it which is like the real deal like that's the battlefield that's the real battlefield yep. um would be like you said uh again like if if we if we wanted to progress and grow in that area uh of of this it would be if if you're not reading your bible and praying daily then that would be the place to start because it's just not going to happen if you have those Absolutely. things available to you and you're just not doing them then something's got to yeah. change there so then what yeah. what about anything i missed there. Well, you know, I I think uh, th- there's a passage that comes to mind from Second uh, Timothy that that I I think that when when you were you were talking there and and talking about that being in the Word and in prayer, I think the thing that keeps us from that is our entanglement with the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we're 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 living busy lives. You know, when you have kids, kids are involved in a lot of things. You're gonna you're gonna know this to the nth degree pretty soon, right? Mm-hmm. As as the kids get older and and things happen and 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 they're more involved in things and you've Not got just kids, but I just discovered reels on Instagram and man, it's yeah, hard there to... you go, there you go. Hard to turn that off, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they just keep coming. <laughs> you just keep, keep on, keep on scrolling. <laughs> and they're uh, all hilarious. But, but, <laughs> yeah, they are. And but but that's it's so easy, right? Mm. It's mm-hmm. so easy to become entangled with those things and the addiction that can 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 manifest itself because of that mm-hmm. but there there's a verse in uh, in second timothy 2 that says that we're to share and and i i i think it's it it's very appropriate the the uh the mention of soldier here mm. but uh, it says share in the suffer in suffering as a good soldier of jesus christ uh yeah. no soldier gets entangled in what in civilian pursuits we we as Christians, we were we're citizens of heaven, right? We're 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 serving our king mm-hmm. as soldiers, if you will. Yeah. We're not going to get entangled. We should not get entangled. We should fight the the propensity that we have to be entangled in the things of the world because it's those things that keep us out of the word. It's those things that keep us away from prayer. And and it's it's that it's that battle, mm. uh, but but to to be separate from the world, be in the Word, and be in prayer, mm. I think are are three things that we need to strive for. Yeah, yeah. And if you're if you're watching this and you're thinking like, man, I I I, I know I should have that heart, but I just don't. You know, like like they haven't had that realization. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say the Holy Spirit hasn't revealed, like, made that switch where they realize the spiritual battlefield is where it's at. You know, would you say the same thing? You know, just pursue separation from the world, time and absolutely, word and time absolutely, and yeah, and 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 be specific in what you're praying for. Yeah, you know, I, we're, I gotta it, say, it, you're probably going to say it, but when I started yeah, ask, when I started <laughs> asking God for these things. That's when yes. they started happening. Yep. You know, like it yep. didn't happen all at once or like God didn't knock me off a donkey, you know, like he does that sometimes. But but I was just like, yep. man, I I see 
what I should want and it's not what I want. And so like I pray for, I, I, I pray specifically to have a heart for the things of God's kingdom yes. and not for the things of this world. And he changes you. Yes. Well, yeah. th- those are, those are prisoners. You know, we're, we're to ask him and he give us the desires of our heart. Mm. Um, but th- those are the desires of the heart that we should have. Yeah. And, and I, I think that when, as, when that is our desire, he is, he is pleased to give us those things because, because yeah. they bring glory to him. Um, but, you know, seek out those around you who know if, 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 if this is not something that, that you've experienced in your life, that, you, that this is not a reality to you, seek out those who can be a, a mentor to you, to point you to, to the word, uh, some accountability, even, you know, we, in other areas of life besides spiritual, we are quick to find accountability partners. You know, mm. if I want to work out, what's the best way for me to work out <laughs> is to have else. someone that holds me accountable. Absolutely. Mm. Well, that, that can be true in our spiritual life as well. Have yeah. somebody who, who you're reading the same things and you're, you're searching the same uh, portions of scripture and, and you come together and you, you talk about these things, you discuss these things. You know, what, what is the Lord revealing to you through, through the word here? What is he saying? Who's he speaking to? What's the context? Where, where, where is this coming from? Explore those things with someone because it, it, there, there are, there, there are deep things of scripture that are beautiful. And, and these are things that, that the Holy Spirit reveals to you. And it, another person can be a great help to you. You know, seek out. And, and if you're not in a church, I mean, I, I would strongly suggest if, if, if someone's not in a church, get in a church. A good Bible-believing church that, that seeks to uphold the inerrancy and the authority of the Scripture and, and seeks to glorify God. Uh, that, that's where you're going to grow. You know, you're, you're surround yourself with those who are engaged in those same activities mm. is important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's, that's a great place to end it, you know, with that practical advice on, you know, if this, if this is something that you want, you don't see in your life or you want to see manifest more in your life, those are some solid steps to take towards, towards, uh, yeah, just, just really seeing the world and your life with an eternal perspective in mind. Yep. But yeah, yep. great stuff. Good stuff. Thank you, Justin. I really appreciate well, thank you, you thank taking you. the time. It's a joy to be on. Absolutely. Yep.